Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. So every one of us who is alive must be walking in revival. I don't believe that for a believer, a disciple of Jesus, there is another life but a life of revival. I'm going to start with this scripture in John 3 where a Pharisee named Nicodemus comes to meet Jesus. We all know this story. Most of us know it well. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou dost except God be with him. So Nicodemus was a famous rabbi, well known, well, uh, you know, uh, revered by the people. So he is hearing the teachings of this new rabbi and he feels there's something about this guy. While all the other Pharisees hate Jesus. So he cannot publicly go and ask Jesus all the questions that are burning in his heart. But Nicodemus was known to be a seeker of God. So he goes in the night when no one is watching and he goes and says, Rabbi, I know I've watched all you've been doing and I really know you are from God. And look at Jesus' answer to him. So he should have probably said, Yes, you know, I'm glad you recognize that. But Jesus answered and said to him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. What an answer do you think that is for a very nice introduction, yeah? He, he's like, Lord, you're the rabbi, you're the true teacher. Jesus says, Jesus gets straight to the point. There's no time to waste. Three and a half years on earth, I got to do what I got to do. So Jesus knows what this guy is all about. He knows he's seeking. He knows he wants to see the kingdom. He knows he's doing every one of the laws perfectly right, but he still can't seem to see the kingdom. So Jesus zeroes in to his issue and says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you are born again, which technically in our language today means it is impossible. You have to be get born one more time for that to happen, right? That's how we colloquially use that word. Jesus said, unless you are born one more time, you're not going to see the kingdom. So Nicodemus was taken by surprise. He's like, so what, you mean it's not going to happen? Nicodemus said unto him, can a man be born when he's old? And can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Natural question, right? How, what do you mean be born again? I'm already, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know, 50 plus maybe at that time. You want me to be born one more time? How do I do it? Do I go back into the mother's womb? And Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, Again, okay, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said to unto thee, you must be born again. He says, Nicodemus, chill, okay, don't get upset that I said be born again. He's like, think in my dimension. What is born of the flesh is flesh, but what is born of the spirit is spirit. The wind blows where it listeth or where it wishes and you hear the sound of it but you cannot tell from where it comes and where it goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Okay, so Jesus is speaking stuff I'm sure Nicodemus didn't understand. So Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? What are you talking about, Rabbi? I don't understand. And Jesus answered and said to him, Are you a master of Israel? You don't know these things. And he said, I'm talking to you of earthly things and you don't understand. What will you do when I begin to speak 
of heavenly things. What was Jesus talking about here? I want to start about revival by understanding what it means even to come alive. What happens to us when we are, in Jesus' words, born again? How many of us have been underwater? Your head underwater, yeah? How long, how long can you stay underwater? Who's, who's the biggest, the longest? Two minutes, three minutes, five minutes? There more than that. Fifteen is the longest, I think, that you can go without oxygen underwater, yeah? Is it possible to live underwater? No, right? Do you know every one of you have spent nine months underwater as aquatic beings? How did you do it? And what happened? Nine whole months you lived underwater and you were fine. We have, we have an awesome God, yeah? When the baby is in the womb, it is created for that dimension. And your lungs are completely collapsed. There are holes, there's a hole in your heart which directly bypasses the lungs and blood from your right side goes into the left side of the heart. You get oxygenated blood from the mother and the deoxygenated blood just goes straight into your mother. Your mother does all the work for you. But you live nine months like that, underwater. You swallow, you pee in the water, right? You, you, so the baby is completely fine. And one day the birth pangs come on the mom. And she's, she pushes this baby out. The minute the baby comes out, it lets out a cry. With that first cry, air rushes in to the lungs. The lungs expand, the holes in the heart close shut in an instant. Now the baby is not, cannot go back into living underwater. Now it is suddenly designed for life on earth. It is designed to breathe air. And if something goes wrong in this, and this is like a fraction of a second process, okay? It's like a whole lot of mechanisms just flash, 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 flash. In that second, the baby takes the breath and he's ready for life. And Jesus said, that's the birth in the flesh where you just moved from one dimension that is living in water to living on earth, which is huge, yes? We don't, how many remember what it was like underwater, right? None of us do. How many re knew that anything happened in you when you took the, took the first cry? You didn't know, right? God's, God is a genius. Amen. He has created you amazingly. And He has prepared you now for a life on earth. But that is not all. There is another birth that He created you for. And that is a birth in the Spirit. Amen. So He has designed that when, though the flesh is born, there is a birth of the Spirit as well which comes when you cry out to Jesus and you take that breath, your spirit man realizes that you can't live this life anymore. Where the life inside the womb was, you know, you were bound up, right? The baby can't stretch for its legs out. And it, it's, it's bound, it's closed, it's not functional. But the minute it's born with the cry, you know, just like in the spirit, we reach out to Jesus, we say, Lord, I need you, save me. The breath of God fills us and we come alive. This is the birth that Jesus was talking about. So you must be born again. And that again is a whole new dimension. Just like water and air. This, he says, is born of the flesh, but that is born of the spirit. And we all who have been born again, who have cried out to Jesus to come and to save us, with that cry, your spirit man has come alive. 
and you were born again the life of god is now in you are you happy about that do you know we are not ordinary beings amen we have a spirit man that has come alive and after the baby is born in the first half an hour the baby needs to be fed right and then cleaned up and then the whole process of growing the baby up it's the same with your spirit man when you but the thing is we think being born again was the end being born again was just the beginning who's going to leave a, a newborn baby okay now grow up you know change your own diapers and eat your own food no the baby needs care the baby needs to needs people to help him which is which is the church that 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 teaches teaches us the 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 ways to live and to grow till the baby comes to a place where they can take care of themselves john chapter 10 verse 10 jesus said the thief comes not but to steal to kill and to destroy but i have come that you or they might have life and that they might have it abundantly even this is the kind of life that jesus made you born again for the abundant life this is why your spirit man came alive this is why you were born you were born out of the womb not to live the way that you lived in the womb right not to live like a baby curled up on a bed you lived you came out into this world because you had things to do right i i, I talk about pastor saying he came out with a to do list i got things to do you know get raise grow me up fast i have a i have 100 million things in my list the babies come out because they've got things to accomplish and it's the same with the spirit jesus didn't just make you born again so that you can just do life and come to church every sunday he said i have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly and the opposite is what the enemy wants for you which is to steal to kill and to destroy and i believe if we are not walking in abundant life then the enemy is stealing or killing or destroying something in us if i am not going after abundant life if i am not living and walking in the way jesus intended me to then the end the thief has come and i didn't know it and he's stealing some stuff and he's killing some stuff and he's destroying some stuff in me amen we are called to live an abundant life ephesians chapter 2 okay this is this is another verse that uh, the new testament doesn't have much to you doesn't use the word revival too much even in the old there are the lord of revive me in the psalms in the new testament there's another word called quicken okay where which is the same meaning from the from the from the hebrew or the word revive uh in ephesians chapter 2 paul talks about the same transformation that happened in our lives okay you has he quickened which is which means has he made alive or has he revived who were once dead in your trespasses and sins wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience all of us were here okay once upon a time we walked according to the course of this world we were under the rule and dominion of the prince of the power of the air or satan that is another name for satan okay he's called the prince of the power of the air all of us were under him and the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversation okay our conduct in times past in the lusts of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind 
and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. All of us here, okay? No matter how good a life you think you've been leading, the Word of God says we were all children of wrath, which means we were all destined for wrath and destruction. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. This word quickened us together is one word in Greek, which means he didn't get up from the dead by himself. When he rose up from the dead, he took us along with him. We who were once dead in trespasses. When Jesus rose up, it says he quickened us together with him. By grace you are saved and has raised us up together and has made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us. See, when Jesus rose up from the dead to give us new life, it says he raised us up with him and he seated us together with him where? In heavenly places. Your spirit man was made alive not just to do life here on earth. It was raised up together with him and seated together with him. Can you, can you imagine that? Seated together with him. We see ourselves as off this earth and on this earth only. And that's the first thing that's got to change. We got to realize when my spirit man came alive and I'm born again, my spirit was, came alive to something. It came alive to a new life which means I can't go back to the old life again. If you try to go down underwater again, are you going to survive? No, because you are not created to be underwater. The spirit man once born again is not created for going back to the life it was living before. If it continues to, to live that kind of life, it will be destroyed. We are created, born again, quickened, raised up together and seated together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And we are meant to do life from there, not from here. We are meant to do life with that revelation, with that mind and not the mind that we have of this world. Can you get it? Can you see the, the power of just that born again experience? Amen. We are, we are called and created for so much more. Colossians 2 also says the same thing about how we are quickened together with Christ Jesus. And I will skip that. So what is a life of revival? You know, your personal revival, we're talking about personal revival. When I say revival, I'm not, I'm not meaning the whole church being revived. Because I believe revival starts one heart at a time, one soul at a time. My personal revival is my choice. My personal revival does not depend on my circumstance. Does not depend on my husband or my wife. Does not depend on my job. My personal revival has to be my choice. You know, we've been on this journey a couple of years now where we believed it was God's will for us to go after revival. And we've been trying to figure out what is this whole concept of revival? What does God mean when he wants us to live a revived life? A, rev a life of revival is a life that, that is like Jesus. And it is a life that is connected to heaven. Amen? 
and it is a life that is does not settle for the ordinary here we see so many people that come to us with you know with problems and with issues and as we pray for them i know the same thing two people can be going through where one can be living a revived life where they are walking with god and they're experiencing the power of the holy spirit and they are better able to face and to cope with situations that hit you know good and bad things happen to everybody if you're going through a season in life where nothing is happening and you're okay it's often pre- preparation for the next battle the only time that you're you know you're at peace everything is at peace is when you're getting prepared for the next battle but the thing is we live life the other way around we live life waiting for the the peaceful times and we are caught off guard by the battle when we're supposed to be readying for the next battle i was just thinking to myself okay it's right now just you know things seem to be okay so i said then this is my time to prepare this is my time to prepare for what's coming up for the next battle that hits me i got to prepare i got to be ready this is not the time to say ah everything is good now i can sleep now i don't need to do anything amen the revived life is a, is is always a life on the go and the revived life is the is the only life that we should we should go after and you know the temptation through these years was often often i tell you this battle has been there why bother just be just settle down like everyone else you know just don't go after all of this so much and the the thought of settling down with being content with just everything and the way things are going and not pressing on was worse than going after it if you are content with where you are and saying this is all you know i'm i'm okay here and life is going to be like this and i'm going to accept the challenges that are coming and i'm just going to be there and you're not pushing for a life of revival you're living below your means you're living below the plan that god had for you amen i believe that you know in the face of every temptation to give up and to not go after the things of god it is it is worse to live a life that settles down without without seeing the breakthroughs that god has for you to see so i know there are so many of us here in this room that have been praying for certain things for a long long time you're tempted to give up you're tempted to say this doesn't work the the other side of it where you stop fighting is that you resign yourself to a life where you are going to be living under the circumstance and i want to encourage you that a life of revival is what god wants you to go after and it does not have to depend on your circumstance it does not have to depend on what is happening maybe your businesses are down you know i just feel that uh, some people maybe your financial situation not doing too good you know you weighed down by the, the one of the enemy's plans and purposes is to keep your eyes so much on the things around and to connect your identity to those things that you forget the things of the spirit your identity is tied up to your bank balance your identity is tied up to how the num- numbers showing on your businesses your identity is tied up to your relationships so that you don't have the time to build up your spirit man you don't have the time to go after revival and uh, you know there was this uh, how many of you know the the story of the the photographer who who took the picture of the uh, the african child that was almost going to be eaten by 
the vultures, right? A life that is, uh, vultures have a way of picking a body that's going to die. Yeah, they have some senses that, you know, they know when someone is going to die. And they will hover around the body waiting for the minute that it's dead to begin to catch the flesh. If you're not walking a life of revival, you're like that. Your life is going and the enemy knows it and he's waiting to see when is that heart going to stop beating. When is the life going to ebb out of that person so he can grab us and destroy us completely. So the option for a life of revival is that kind of a life. If you're not walking the abundant life, you're walking a life where the enemy is stealing, killing or destroying. What's the option? Which one do you want to choose? Revival is my choice. Revival is my choice. I wake up every day. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you have a lot of options before you. Yeah? Am I the only one? Where I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to go after this and I got to, you know, get all of this stuff done. Somewhere in between that is Jesus between all your options. And Jesus is the one with the softest voice who calls out to you. Everything else is really loud. Everything else like, you know, pulls your attention. And I tell the Lord off, Lord, I wish you would just speak a little louder. You know, just push me a little more, I would, I would come running. Uh, but everything else seems, just seems to be screaming at you to get it done. Every day we have those choices. And a life of revival has got to choose Jesus every single day. Every single day. You're going after Jesus. Every single day, you're going to say, Jesus first. The option is, the life is going to ebb out. The option, you know, that, and that photographer, uh, he was too afraid. He tried to shoo away the vultures that were trying to attack that child. Uh, but he was too afraid of diseases that would spread or what the vulture would do to him that he actually just took the picture and he walked away. And this photograph was so famous that it won the Pulitzer Prize uh, that year. Okay, so this picture was, got, shot this guy to the highest fame that a photographer can have. But he was so worn down by the guilt of what he did. Where he did not turn back and he did not even know what happened to that child. That he ended his life a few months later. The enemy has only one plan, yeah? Steal, kill, and destroy. And if we are not walking a revived life, I believe the enemy wants to destroy. And like I said, revival is, has to be my choice and it's got to have to be my choice every day. You know, when you look at other people that are not going after revival, that seem to be pretty happy doing life, you know, and doing the mundane and going after the things that you know don't matter and the things that, that, that are here today, gone tomorrow. You know, I read a saying yesterday, nothing on this life, in this earth, is worth going to hell for. There's nothing you want to hold on to on this earth that is worth going to hell with. Reputation, your wealth, your name, fame, you can take all of that and still go to hell. You can, call, you can say the name of Jesus and still go to hell with all of that. So there is nothing on earth that is worth it if you can't, if you can't let it go for the king and for a life of revival. I believe that none of us, not just the pastors and not just the full-timers, are meant to go after revival. Revival is for every disciple, every believer. We must not, there is no other kind of Christian life but a revived life. 
there is no ordinary i am a sunday going disciple there is no such thing you're revived because you're born again and your spirit man is alive and seated together with christ in heavenly places and you're living out from there or you're on the way dying and the vultures are around you trying to waiting for the life to go they say there is no you you there is no status quo in christian life you're either pushing forward or you're backsliding you don't stay in one level so if you're not going ahead then you're probably going back amen and you need some revival you need some resuscitation yeah you need the cardiac thump if you nothing else is there you know you just you just bang the sternum really hard to to kick start the heart back again and that's what i hope that will happen today yeah where's you know give your spirit man a cardiac thump and pull you back up to life again to not say it's okay to live an ordinary christian life to live a life where religion where everything is is religious i i read my bible i pray religiously but there is no revival there is no passion for jesus there is no and do you think this comes no this comes naturally no it doesn't and over the years i know i have i've had to i've battled with like i said the choice to or oh, just just let it all be you know just don't go after it just go to sleep which just seems you know so much easier but then i think what if me going after revival is deliverance for nation what if me going going after jesus means that the home next door gets their breakthrough amen that that addict in darkness can get find eternal life pull myself back again and say we're going after this we're going after we cannot settle we cannot hold the life of christ in us and settle for ordinary life it doesn't matter if everything around you is not going the way you are like i said your revival does not depend on your husband or your wife there've been times i've you know i've i've uh, thought i'm i'm overdoing it i think you know should i go this far do we need this much can't we just be happy with with what we have so far and i know inside the holy spirit always says it's not enough there's more there's more don't don't get content with this go after more go after more because you haven't reached anywhere yet you haven't i'm not talking about you know i'm not talking about community revival i'm talking about just just me just me and jesus okay so in your personal life if you've come to a place of status quo and uh, there's no hunger for more of god and it, your age doesn't matter again okay if you think you're over i don't know you're over the age where uh, you need to go after revival let me correct you moses started at 80 had an encounter burning bush his ministry began at the age of 80 Yeah you can never be too old to pursue God you can never be too old to run after Jesus so if you are not all heart and mind and soul in it and it does i i know maybe things in things around you may or may not get fixed up your marriage may or may not get better your children may or may not turn back your financial situation may or may not should that decide when you're going after revival we have to say whether it happens whether it doesn't this is my decision if i live a life it's got to be a life of revival it's got to be a life where i'm going after jesus every single day every single day because nothing on this earth earth is worth going to hell with 
your our number one priority that there cannot be anything more important than Christ in our lives if there is anything else above that then we probably it'll probably drag us down into hell like i said the enemy comes to steal to kill and to destroy what is a life of revival enjoys fellowship and intimate relationship with god constantly checking your life what is my relationship with god like do i have a communion with him can i talk to him heart to heart or is there sin standing in my way with god is there hardness of heart is there rebellion if i'm not able to enjoy an intimate fellowship with god i'm not walking a life of revival and i need to fix that you know we can get content with doing the religious prayer and reading the bible and all of that but we ha- we got a life of revival knows the presence of god a life of revival is a life of victory of freedom and of overcoming it sees it everything may not change like i said but on the inside you know you are victorious you are not under the weight of depression and oppression and everything that is so is trying to weigh you down you know inside you the holy spirit's word is loud and clear that is a life of revival jesus said foxes have holes the birds of the air have nests the son of man has nowhere to sleep so if you want to come after me don't come looking for all those things because i've got nothing to offer you but a victorious overcoming life where satan does not have power over you amen how many happy about the fact that you can live in victory you know the world you know the 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 victory we have the world does not even have an option to be victorious over satan he's a cruel master you know and in christ he's under our feet he can do nothing you know he's he he tries and the holy spirit shows us what he is up to and destroys his his plan and he tries to put his chains back on but they just slip right off because we are filled with the holy ghost amen so we we have to know that there is so much of victory and power in the overcoming life a life of revival is not just for you a life of revival will touch those around you jesus said those who believe in me out of your belly will flow rivers not a well not a little stream not a tiny trickle what is it rivers of living water what are the rivers for the river is not for you the river is for the land he said the the water i give you it told the woman will be in you a well of water the well is for you right the well is for the house but the river is for the land he said i will give you a well and i'll make rivers come out of you i'll make rivers so are the rivers flowing into your family from you i take responsibility for the rivers in my home i got to take responsibility for the atmosphere in my home i can't keep blaming somebody else oh the kids are like this or the the husband is like this or the in-laws are like this no if i live a life of revival it will flow into my home come on yeah women or men it doesn't matter we cannot keep waiting for every, children too come on one child walking in revival can change your home don't wait for mom and dad to fix their act they may take a little more time be patient with us but you go after it you pursue the presence of god you go after god and rivers of living water will begin to flow out through we've had so many prophecies about our kids yeah let me let me charge the kids to go after revival and don't look at what mom and dad are doing i hope i i shouldn't have to say that too often i hope our moms and dads have been good examples of revival okay let the children see you following after god 
Let the children see you pulling them in for family prayer. Let it not be the children that are saying, Mom and Dad, aren't we going to pray today? Let them see you with the word of God. Let them see you teaching them from scripture. But if they don't, I'm still going, going to go after it. I'm not, I'm, I can't, you know, we, these days we have so many people that professed Christ and then turn away and say, we don't believe that. We said that 20 years ago, but today we, we change our statement. We look at them and then our faith gets shaken a bit. But a life of revival is going to keep going. I don't care who's coming with me, I'm going. And it is a choice and it is not an easy choice. It is, and it is a choice you take every day. It is a choice you take every day. That I am going, I'm not going to settle for just ordinary Christian life. I want more. I want the presence of God. I'm going to go. Do you get it every single day? No, maybe you don't. Maybe some days, some seasons you're praying and it's boring and you're sleeping. But you're going to go after it. Amen. And, you're not, and we, we don't give up. Amen. Yeah, because I believe that there are things that hinder or try to stop us from attaining everything that we have to in Christ. And we need that kind of an aggressive spirit that says, I'm going to go after it. Yeah? So if maybe for some of you, your, your, your situation, your problems, your workplace, I know a lot of people are weighed down by problems in your workplace. I, I see that as the yoke of the Pharaoh, you know. Uh, not that the job is, is, is bad, but the pressure that is... It is too much for you to handle. I believe in the presence of God, you can have a victory. God can give you a God idea to do something or to, you know, I don't know what, what your breakthrough is, but there is breakthrough. And your revival cannot depend on your circumstance. It depends on what Christ has done for you, which is raised you up together with him, made you alive and seated you in heavenly places. And he says, I've come to you for you to live abundant life. Can you imagine what Jesus feels when we're living lives under the yoke? And he said, come on, I came for abundant life. I came for you guys to have overflowing life. Which means your life flows out and touches everything else around you. That is the kind of life I created you for. And that is the kind of life the Holy Spirit has empowered us for. Amen. Amen. Can faith rise in this place? I know we are pushing against a lot of, 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 of ideologies and a lot of weight and pressure the enemy is, 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 is putting on us. Amen. As the word is going out itself, I know that some yokes have to break. Some yokes got to break. Some yokes where, where when the children of Israel decided, oh, we're going to have revival. We're going to go into the wilderness. We're going to worship the Lord. And Moses says, let my people go, that they can worship me. So when Israel just got a little excited about revival, the enemy said, double the work. Put more on them. Let them not even think about revival. Let them not even think of a different kind of life. This is the only life they have. This is the only life they get because that's what I've written for them. But God had another plan. Amen. God had another plan because a Moses responded. What if you are that Moses? that needs to respond for the breakthrough of another nation. Are you going to stay under the yoke or are you going to break out of that? Amen. God has, you know, we, we have to think out of the box. Yesterday at the women's meeting, Kavita showed this, this really nice video that I think if you women have it, you know, let your men see it too, uh, by, by John Bevere and Lisa Bevere. Lisa Bevere was working as a, as a waitress first, then after her wedding she worked as an accountant and she hated the job. And uh, the her husband told her, I think, just, why don't you just do something else, you know? Uh, and she writes down a whole list of stuff uh, 
that she would have really loved to do you know riding a bike and you know skydiving which i think she didn't do but riding books and traveling and free teaching and you know some other stuff and within the next time she began to just you know pray over that and take it to god every single day and she began to just bring it before the presence of god and the next five years she said she did every one of those things and she broke out of where she was the enemy has a plan to put you on under those those chains yeah increase double the work they're talking revival right now when you go back home probably you're going to get you know double work from your boss tomorrow why because you just decided to go after revival amen do we don't fall for it tell your neighbor don't fall for that go after revival we're going after revival amen we're we're going to imagine a church where everyone was walking in revival everyone was walking a blaze and it doesn't depend on the worship team even amen it does not you don't have to come waiting for what is going what they're going to sing it does not depend on what the other believers are living like i am responsible for my revival revival is my choice let's say that revival is my choice revival is my choice it doesn't depend on things around me say that let's declare that team come on up i'm choosing to go after revival i'm choosing not to settle for a life below that come on where's where's my faith say that like you believe it i know you don't but i'm i'm going to get you guys there okay just rise up to your feet as we continue to just declare you know there's power when we say it out which is why uh at the cry of the baby is when the baby comes alive and if the baby doesn't cry you know what we do yeah we we hit it really nice we whack it on its foot make it you know really hurt because we want to get the cry out why because we know there's power in the cry which is why jesus said if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth you will be saved yeah so we want to do some confessing we want to do some declaring we want to be people of revival and it does not even if this whole church is not going to go after revival i'm going to go after revival can you say that okay say that loud even if this whole church is not going to go after revival i'm going to go after revival i'm going to go after my revival i'm not going to look at pastor i'm not going to look at the worship team i have jesus i have the holy spirit i have the life of god in me i am created for abundant life and i'm going after revival i'm not settling down for an ordinary life i'm not settling down for a mundane boring life i'm created for abundant life amen amen hallelujah let's just bless us pray thank you for listening to the sermon For more sermons please do visit us at wicc.in